0: So we are, today's daf is Yud Chet and P'sachim. We're on, we are on Yud Zayin Amud Bet, six lines from the bottom where it says Ibayalu. Uh This was a discussion of uh, the, the question of whether mashkim, whether liquids can convey impurity to other items. And Rabbi Yehuda initially had had a very expensive view and said that uh, that mashkim are like a super spreader of tum'ah. They can spread tum'ah to kelim, they can spread tum'ah also to... Uh, to foods, and it said that uh, he retracted his view about Liquids spreading to uh, to kalim, That extreme, he didn't go. But then the question is: By the way, they asked the question. Rabbi Yosif, and Rabbi Does he, did he go all the way to the other extreme in his view, or he said, "Look, I, I'm not going to say that liquids make uh, Kalim vessels and and uh, things like that." Tame, but I'm going to still maintain my position that uh, that liquids can make foods. Tame. What, what or did he completely retract to go to the other extreme and say, "Mashkim don't transmit tumah at all"? How far did he retract? So the uh, so uh Rabbi Meir, right? Does he still hold like Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon that the uh, that the, there's tumah on foods, or does uh, or, or did he go all the way to the other extreme of Rabbi Meir and say, you know what, liquids don't transmit tumah at all? Not it's only rabbinic. There's no uh, transmission of tumah at all. So so how far did he go back? Come and listen to the following proof to stab, to to find the answer to this question. It says that Parashat Shatata Mechatat. If a, if a para, if a cow decides to drink from the mechatat, the mechatat is, a, is the liquid, the water that was prepared for the para aduma, and, uh, and it actually transmits tum'ah, and uh, so what happens is, if this cow drinks this, and then we slaughter the cow... And it's still inside its innards. That's the case that it's talking about. So, will it make the meat the 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 that's inside the cow's belly? Will it make the meat of the cow now that the cow is dead? Make it to what, what so, process to do It's it's a too too complicated. Oh, but they take the ashes of paradumah. They mix it with water. Ah, it's you okay. know it's there, yeah. But um, it, but there's a bunch of steps. But but the um, but the the thing is that it transmits to others. We know that it's it's only yeah. when you when you apply it to the person who is to me So they. Uh, they become taur, but if they if it's handled outside of the uh, ritual of the uh, of the para aduma, so then it's uh, then it, may, it conveys tuma. One of the common misconceptions we talked about before, you know, it's uh, it's not really true that the person who applies the Paraaduma ashes to the person who is Tame becomes tamei. That isn't true. It's something that a lot of darshanim like to say it, but I think actually it's because they believe it. But that's not actually the halakha. The halakha is that if you handle it when it's not being used for the mitzvah, but there's no such thing as a, an item that at the same exact moment could be tame and not that's not possible. Anyway, the, um, in any case, so if, if it drinks the mechatat, so besorat tamei, its flesh becomes tamei. Okay, because the mechatat actually can transmit to even to adam Kilim. Uh, it is a very potent tum'as, so it says that it can also make the cow's flesh. To make. He says, No, it, it went into the belly of the cow, and once it goes into the belly of the cow, it's not really mechatat anymore. It doesn't have the status of mechatat anymore. And, uh, and, the, and the thing is that, as Rashi explains, even though he would say that, that it's not mechatat anymore, it says that even though, right, so if, if he held that in general liquids could make. Foods, Tamei. Okay, so Nei de Batle Mitoat Mechatat, in Yandlo have a Tame Avatum Ale Tame Adam Vakilim. I'm reading from the Rashi here, the first Rashi and Yulcheta Murad. Right? Shem Mashketame Mileka Alayuk Shamashkin, the Tame Basal Zeshu Oche. So the issue is that if Rabbi Yudaz have the, in other words, everyone should seemingly agree. Right, This is the uh, initial premise of the Gemara that everybody should have seemingly agree that even if you're going to say that this is not defined as mechatat anymore, that's that such a high level of tum'ah, at the very least it should be considered a liquid that derived tum'ah from mechatat, and it should have, at the very least be considered like a liquid that received tum'ah, maybe like a rishon le that could make the flesh of the animal tameh. It's, it's, it's saying, and from the fact that Rabbi Yehuda says, no, but it becomes batel, it becomes nothing. So that shows you that he must have retracted from everything. That's what the first Rashi says on, on Yurchet Amud Aleph. They must have retracted from everything and said that there is no Tumah at all on liquids because this liquid otherwise would be uh, at least treated as a derivative Tumah. Okay, it's not Mechatat anymore, once it goes in the belly of the cow, but at least it should have something. So that you see from that 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 This is the top of Yod Chet Amut Aleph. If you're going to assume that Rabbi Yehuda still maintains that liquids can transmit Tumat to solids, and it's only that he says they can't transmit Tumat to Kelim, so Amai Bat Lub Me'eha, Right? Legamre. So why is it that we're saying that it's totally nullified? We should at least say that this liquid inside the belly of the cow, fine, it's not going to be an avatuma anymore. It's not going to be able to make human beings and kelim tamay anymore because it's a low, it's almost like it made, it's a, the way that Rashi always describes it is, every item is in contact with itself. So it's like the uh, avatum, uh, the the mechatat touches itself, so to speak. So therefore, at least makes itself a rishon the tumah. So the wa- even though you're going to say this water inside the belly of the cow isn't mechatat anymore, because obviously it's disqualified from being mechatat because the cow drank it. But it's going to at least be a rishon the tumah, And yet you see that he says it doesn't make the flesh of the cow tame. So that shows you. And the flesh of the cow that was slaughtered is food. So you see that the liquid doesn't make the food tame. And so Rabbi Huda completely uh, retracted his position, because otherwise he would say at least that it should be able to make the flesh of the cow tamay on some level. So the Gemara says, no, not necessarily because How are you so sure that when Rabbi Yehuda said that the mechatat became nullified in the belly of the cow, that it means that it's nullified and has no tuma at all? Maybe what he meant was it's nullified from being mechatat, but it's still rishon l'tumah, and it still does make the flesh of the cow tameh. Maybe that's the machlokat that the Tanakamah is saying that it's hundred percent mechatat, even though it's in the belly of the cow. And Rabbi Akiva and and uh, sorry, Rabbi Yehuda is coming along saying no, that it's a lower level of tuma. So miklal the Tanakamah savar tumah nami Right, so if that is uh, if that's true, so the implication is that the Tanakama you're saying is holding that uh, that the tana, that the mechatat is um, is still a hundred percent mechatat in the belly of the cow. It must be right because you're saying that that's the machloket that Rebbe Yehuda is saying that no, it's tamei, but it's not tamei on the level it was before. And the Tanakhama is saying that it's hundred percent tamei, but that's not true. Tame but it says that the flesh of the cow is tamei. Now, why is that important? Because that means that even the tanaka Kama knows that the Mechatat are not as Tame as they were before. They can't make a person Tame, they can't make Kelim Tame'im. Tme, uh, they can only make the flesh of the cow Tame because the flesh of the cow is a food. In other words, it's a, even the Tanakama is saying that this Mechatat is a lower level of Tumah than it originally was before it was drunk by the cow. So now that it's inside the belly of the cow, it is a lesser level of Tumah, even according to the Tanakama. So then what is Rabbi Yehuda arguing? Rabbi Yehuda must be arguing that it's not even that. But the t- there's nobody here who's saying that after the cow drank the mechatat, it still has the same potency and power that it did before it uh, it went into the belly of the of the cow. Nobody's saying that. So so now we we're stuck. So the simplest way to read the mishnah is that Rebbe, that the that. um, that, uh, the Tanakhama is saying that after the cow drinks the water, it becomes a Rishon le It's not an avatumah anymore. So it can make the flesh of the c- cow tame once you slaughter the cow, but it's not going to be able to make anything else temeh. Uh, any person or any kelim tame, Only foods. And the, and Rabbi Hudas coming along saying, not even that. It's batel. It's nothing. Okay. That, and therefore, what do you see? He's saying that mashkim, that liquids don't transmit Tum'ah anymore. So he must have completely retracted his view that liquids are capable of conveying Tuma. So now it says, no, we can still salvage our position that Rabbi Yehuda didn't go that far. Why? Because we could say, Kula Rabbi we'll just say that this entire teaching was really Rabbi Yehudah, it's just a little, there's something missing from the text. This is how it should read. So that really it should say, not the way that we see it in front of us, that a, a cow that drank the mechatat, its flesh is tame, and Rabbi Yehudah dissents from that, but rather that a, a, a cow that drank the mechatat, its flesh becomes tame, to makala. aval Uh, When is that true? That's true in terms of a light Tum'ah. In other words, that the liquid became a secondary, a second level of Tum'ah, a Rishon Tum'ah, not an Ava Tum'ah. Why? A lot of times the Gemara will do that. Insert a Shin to say that it's not a dissenting opinion, it's an explanation. It's saying, why is it that the liquid inside the belly of the cow, the mechatat, can only make food, tame and can no longer make human beings that touch it, Tamei, can no longer make kelim, Tamei, because She-Rebi Yehuda Omer, because Rabbi Yehuda says, Batlu they became nullified from being mechatat. It's an explanation. It's not a dissent. So therefore, even, so there is no other opinion. Rebi Yehuda is just formulating the halakha that this liquid that was found in the belly of the cow is no longer mechatat, really, because it couldn't function as mechatat anymore, as para'adumai ashes anymore, but it is still a mashketame, It's still a tame liquid, and therefore it can make foods tame. So you see that Rabbi Yehuda did not go all the way to the other extreme and say that, uh, that liquids cannot make foods tame. He just retracted his position that liquids can make kelim tame. That's, that's what Gemara is saying now. But Ravashi says, no, that le'olam batu b'me'ale actually the mechatat in the belly of the cow doesn't have any tumah. According to Rabbi Yehuda, mishum da havale because it's a ruined, spoiled liquid. In other words, he's saying that you don't have to take Rabbi Yehuda and say, draw some broad conclusion about what Rabbi Yehuda says about liquids right. in general, because the, because Rabbi Yehuda is just right. saying that this is it, it's a it, it's something which is a uh, masriach, you know, it's something which is like uh, already digested. It's disgusting. It's digested. It's ruined in the in the, through the digestive process of the animal. That's why you can't convey tuma. You can't draw any broad conclusion about what Rabbi Yehuda would say about any other liquid that became tamibukut. There's a unique case, and the mechloket between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yehuda is, according to the Tanakama. we could say in that teaching, don't say the whole thing is Rabbi Yehuda. Say that there, is, there are two opinions. The first opinion is saying that what happens when the cow digests it, it gets knocked down to a lower level. And Rabbi Yehuda comes along and says, no, the digestion of the cow wipes it out from being considered any kind of a mashkeh at all. But that doesn't mean that he would, we can't derive what he would say in other cases from that. That's an extreme case. And the cow is not okay. tame according to this view, right? On Rabbi what do you mean? That, uh, a cow can never be tamay unless it's dead. So we're talking about it was it was slaughtered afterwards. Okay, so when slaughtered and the the, the thing is already nullified, according a, to Rabbi Yehuda, there's no tumah from the mechatat on the cow. That's what he's saying. No. So uh, that's what he's saying, no. right? So Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Shimon, kelim Torim. So we'll go back to the middle position. So we didn't really conclude about Rabbi Huda because you can't prove either way. But let's say, uh, but now let's go back to Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi what? Shimon who said it can make. Food Tameh, but it can't make kelim And We were wondering if Rabbi Yehuda agrees with that, or if he agrees with everything here. But either way, this position of Rabbi Yosi was really in the name of his teacher, Rabbi Akiva, that he was saying this idea. The derish yitma yitma. He learns out or He learns out from the word yitma Yitameh, that when it says that foods become Tameh, it says yit. Which means that they can make something else tame. Okay, We learned in the Mishnah and every time it says in the Mishnah it means the day that Rabban Shmuel ben Gamliel was, uh, was uh, uh, Rabban Gamliel was, uh, was uh, removed from being nasi, and, uh, and, and that Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah took over. Right? the Rabban Gamliel story in, in Masachet Bachot. Right, so so that day Rabbi Akiva said the following: the rest of the pasuk is El Tocho. Right? And, and, the, uh, and it goes on to say, well, What's the rest of it? He has it on the side. Uh, so it's talking about how something can become Tamei from the in, being inside the Klicheres. So it means that if the Klicheres, if this earthenware vessel becomes Tamei from a sherets falling in, now any food also, even food that didn't touch the sherets directly but was in the Kli, was in the vessel, will become Tamei as well. Okay, so that pasuk, what did he learn from it? It uses the future tense. It doesn't say tamay, it says yitma. What does that mean? It means that it can transmit tumah to other things. In other words, the food is inside the vessel. The sheretz goes into the airspace of the klicherus. It doesn't even have to fall all the way in. It doesn't have to touch the food. It makes what's in there now tamay. Now, what kind of tumah would that be? So, since the sheretz is avatuma, it makes the kli we've shown the tumma. The, the the kli is going to make the uh the food hypothetically. Um, well, it, it could hypothetically make it a shenilah uh, tumat. Depends if the food was in there at the time mm-hmm. when the sheretz came in, or if, it, or, or if you put the food in afterwards. If it's if it's there when the when the sheretz came in, so it's considered like touching the sheretz just from the fact that they both share the same airspace. But in any case, this teaches it that you can go all the way to shlishi to because Rabbi Akiva is interpreting it that what happens here that the the avatumah is the sheretz. It makes the klei Arishon, the kli makes the food a sheni, and now the sheni is yitma, it doesn't say tame, it says yitma, which because it looks like yitame, he's taking it to mean that that food that became a sheni tum'ah from the vessel can now pass on its tum'ah to the uh, next stage. It okay. outside that let's That that food came out and touched another food? It can make another food, a shlishi now. Right. Even in chulin, now normally we say that no, everyone else says that no, tum'an chulin only goes up to sheni, only in tru'ma we go up to shlishi. So he's the Rabbi Akiva is saying a chidushi. Right? Now, vachaha echidariish, and what does he say over here in this other pasuk? It says that any liquid that's in any vessel, right? Again, the word yitma, yit right? Litame tumat ochale, that means that it can make, li- they can make foods tame. So their word says yitma also, it means it can make foods tame. That pasuk is, We've seen it before, it says yitma twice. It talks about a food becoming tame and it talks about a liquid becoming tame. And he's saying that that means yitma, because he used the word yitma, it means it can continue to pass the toma on. omer mashkin. How do you know that that means that the liquid can make foods tame? Maybe it just means that it can make other liquids. Tame. How do you know it means to make food? He's, uh, he said, no, that's not the way it is. Okay, what does that mean? We, that's not a very, uh, very helpful answer. My Papa said, we don't find a Tumah that, that can transmit to its own kind. Meaning, Kelim can't transmit to other Kelim. They can't transmit to foods. Right, he's saying foods can transmit to liquids, liquids can transmit to foods, but you can't have that foods to foods, liquids to liquids, kelim to kelim. That's what he's saying. Okay, so we don't find such a thing. So that, as Ravina, you can also see from the pasuk itself that this is not a possibility. Why? Because that uh, that you, you see that it can't mean that liquids make other liquids Why? Because these tumat So then you have a problem because in the first half of the pasuk, when it talked about foods being able to transmit Tuma, you're saying that means to transmit Tuma too liquids, and then when it says at the end of the pasuk about liquids and it says yitman, you're saying it means also liquids so then in both cases you're saying that it's talking only about transmitting to liquids. You're saying foods can transmit to liquids and liquids can transmit to liquids, but not liquids to foods. That's what you're trying to say. So then why? So then the pasuk is written the wrong way. Because it should say yitma once because you're saying that all it's telling you is that liqu- tame liquids can make other liquids tame, and tame foods can make other liquids tame. But we all agree that foods can't make foods tame. And you, now you're claiming that liquids also can't make foods Tameh. They can only make other liquids Tameh. So then why does it split it into two phrases and say, First a word Yitma that means that the food can make liquids Tameh. And then another word that, to mean that the liquids can make liquids Tameh. Why would you say the word yitma twice? Put them together. Say any food or any liquid yitma, And you'll tell me that it means only liquids. So, therefore, it seems very difficult to say it. Why does it say Yitma twice? What it's saying is that the first Yitma, that when it's talking about solid foods, and it says Yitma, meaning Littame it means that the, that the foods can make liquids Tame. And at the end, when it's talking about liquids, Yitma, and it means Littame it means that liquids can make foods Tame. Okay? That's what he says. So, what, what, how do you know what means foods? Maybe it means "kelim." Why are you being so conservative? Maybe be a little bit more bold and and, and say it means Keli says no. You see that another a vessel cannot make another vessel me even though it can make a liquid tame. So uh, so When when you have a, a a liquid that how did it become me Let's say from a Kli, for example. So then it also shouldn't be able to make to me. In other words, if you see that a vessel cannot make another vessel me, then a liquid which derives its Tumah oftentimes from being in a tame vessel how could that make a vessel Tamei so we're not going to say that liquids make vessels Tamei we're going to say liquids make food Tamei fine that's very good when the liquid is a Rishon is a tumah because it received its Tumah from a Klii but maybe but maybe if the actual um, water. water or whatever touched the dead sheretz. So it's actually a rishon Litum'ah, It had direct. It's a direct derivative tumah, not a secondary derivative tumah. So then we'll say Why don't we say that uh, that liquids like that that are rishon Litumah that actually received their tumah directly from a she'erot should be able to make a, k- a klitameh? Why not? Because uh, we we accept the logic that you know obviously if a klit cannot make another klitameh, then obviously a, uh, a then obviously a liquid that got its tumah from the klit is not going to be stronger than the the origin of the tumah. But what if the the origin of the Tumah was direct from the sheretz. Maybe it could work then. So it says no, because as Mashkin Habayin Mechamat Is there any actual pasuk in the Torah that even discusses such a thing? We don't have that in the in the Torah. The Torah only talks about liquids becoming tame from kelim. It never talks about directly uh, uh, receiving. Um, any kind of uh, tuma, uh, for a liquid receiving a Tumat directly from a Sheretz. It never talks about that. And we learn it from a kalvachomer, We turn to Amud V'et. Uma mashkina mechamat Okay. In other words, all we, the only way we know that a liquid that comes in direct contact with the Sheretz has the ability to transmit tum'ah is itself from a Vachomer. Because what does the Torah talk about? It talks about that any uh, liquid that received tum'ah from being in a vessel that was Tameh can transmit tum'ah. Right? That's only receiving it from a vessel. We don't have any evidence in the Torah about a, a liquid receiving Tumah directly from the source of Tumah, like from a Sheretz directly. So how do we know it? Because we say, if the the, the Sheretz touched the vessel, and now the vessel touched the the, the liquid, and that makes the liquid Tamei. So certainly, if the Sheretz directly touched the liquid, it should make it Tamei. It's a Kalbachomer, right? But the only thing is, we have a principle in Kalbachomer, which is, but uh Shekin shekin because Dayola We always say that it's a general principle in Kalvachomir. That Kalvachomir is good for saying that two things ca- that that the stricter thing can't be any less than the uh, than the more lenient thing. Meaning if I see that that liquids that receive their tum'ah from a vessel can do, uh, can do a certain thing, then, then liquids that receive their uh, tuma directly from the source certainly can do that same, same thing, right? But I, don't, I, I can't extend it further than what I already know. In other words, I know that mashkim, let's say that liquids can make foods tamay. A liquid that received its tuma from a vessel can make foods tamay. That's all I know. And I know that if liquids that receive their Tum'ah from a vessel can make foods to make, it doesn't make any sense to say that liquids that receive their Tum'ah directly from the Sheretz can't do that. Right? That's for sure. No. But I can't necessarily say that means that therefore liquids that receive Tum'ah directly from the Sheretz can do even more than, than uh, liquids that receive their Tum'ah from a, a Kli. All I can say is that it can't be any less. Can't be any less. So it would be like, if something, the, the, the classic case is like, if something is prohibited on Yom Tov, right? If there's a m'lachal you're not allowed to do on Yom Tov, which is more lenient, then definitely you couldn't do it on Shabbat. Because it's more strict. Right? It's like, you, you, that doesn't mean that you can therefore extrapolate and say that everything that's allowed on Yom Tov is not allowed on Shabbat. But something that isn't allowed on Yom Tov certainly isn't going to be allowed on Shabbat. It's the, you can make them at least equal. Okay? So it's saying, that, that's the principle of dayo adin. The best you can do is whatever you're judging from, you can set it equal to the, to the new target, but you can't say more. So what can I say? I can say that liquids that receive their tumah from a sheretz can't be any less than liquids that receive their tumah from a kli that received it from a sheretz. That's for sure. Okay, But I can't necessarily go further than that. right? So I can only say that it can make foods. Okay, so then the question is, Yitma d'ereishai chidarish, right? So, what is what does Rabbi Akiva do? Is the question with the first Yitma? Because we saw that he he interpreted. If we go back to Amud Aleph, that that uh, Rabbi Akiva was talking about. Um, he talked about the uh, the klicheres, and he talked about Vechol mashkei asher yishtet. We said it meant that. Uh, Liquids can make foods, Tameh, but he never commented on the first Yitma that's in connection with foods. What does he do with that first Yitma that's in connection with foods making other things Tameh? We didn't explain that. So that's, we said already what it was, but we didn't explicitly attribute it to him, right? It means that the food can make the, the liquid. So how do you know that? Maybe it's to make a Kli Same question. Rashi says that basically the Gemara here could have gone through the same thing that it went through the Mashkin. Oh, well, you know, it's a Kalbachomer. It could have gone through the whole process, but it doesn't go through the whole process because it saves time. It cuts to a simpler, uh, simpler uh, route to get to the same point, okay? Amrad Kalbachomer. Oman ochel eno you see that liquids that can make foods to cannot make kilim to so okh shen bitame ocher el odet shlo so if it's true that uh, uh that uh liquids that can make foods to me cannot make kilim to right so foods that can't make other foods to definitely can't make kilim to okay so the gemara says hama ani mikayem yitmal li tamet amskid So what does it mean then in connection with foods? It means that it can make liquids Tame because liquids are actually very susceptible to Tum'ah. The Gemara will explain why liquids are very susceptible to Tum'ah, but you could probably guess. But Why are you saying that the reason why foods can make liquids tame is because liquids are very susceptible to Tum'ah? Why is that? Maybe there's just no other choice. In other words, what are we going to do with the word Yitma? We can't say that it means that they're going to make Kelim Tum'ah because that's too high. And we can't make, say that they're going to make other foods tame because one thing never makes the same thing to me, So the only choice is liquid. So why are you you giving an excuse? So you don't have any other choice. This is what we might say. say, Because you might say like this, that food that you see, in other words, true, there's no other choice, right? But you might say that you see that food can make liquids to me, and even other liquids cannot accomplish that, right? So food can make liquids to me. So maybe that means that food has a superpower of giving to make. Maybe yeah, liquids cannot make other liquids Tameh. They can only make other foods Tameh. They can only make foods Tameh. But foods can even make liquids Tameh. Maybe that's a strength in the food because you see that liquids can't make other liquids Tameh. Right? They, they can make food tame, but they can't make liquids Tameh. So it says, no. The reason why foods can make liquids tame is because liquids are uniquely susceptible to tum'a, Not because foods are powerful. Okay? Very simple reason why liquids are more susceptible to Tumah, because as we've learned many times before, any solid in order to become tame has to have Tumah. It has to at some point have come in contact with liquid beforehand to become tame. Um, that's called Heksher Tuma. And obviously, liquids don't have that rule. So, th- that would mean that they're more susceptible to Tuma because from the outset, they're able to, without any qualification, become Tame. So, that, so foods can make liquids Tame, liquids can make foods Tame, but they can't make their own species Tame. And then none of them can make Kelim Tame. That's where we are so far. Now, right? So, the idea that one thing cannot make its own kind tame. Food cannot make food tame, mashkim cannot make mashkim tame. They can only go across, right? That we learn from here, but me'atam nafka, we have a different pasuk for that. We have another pasuk that, that gives us that idea because it says that if there's water on some seeds and some nevelah falls on it, meaning asherah, it's uh, nevelah, one, uh, one of the shratim, one of the sources of tumah, falls on it, tame becomes Tamehu, no tameh venuset tumah kayotzeba. That we learn from there that it is Tameh, but it can't make other things of it because it says Tamehu, it is tame. It doesn't continue from there. Right? So, meaning it cannot make anything like itself. So, but you know, the, the reason why you need two psukim, one pasuk is the one that we talked about, right? And one pasuk is here uh, to say that mashkim don't make mashkim tame and uh, and foods don't make foods why do you need two psukim because one is talking about where it got directly from the source and one is talking about where it got it from a kli what's the difference because maybe you'll say that the reason why the liquids that receive tum'ah from a kli cannot transmit it to another vessel is because it's a lower level already of tum'ah they received it already derivatively from from the kli maybe you'll say over there that since the Tum'ah was directly from the source, it's a Rishon, the Tum'ah, maybe it's more powerful, and therefore it has to tell you, no. Okay, that's very nice for one side of the argument, but why can't the Torah just show you the case where the Sherez falls directly on the food and say, ah, since you see that over there it cannot transmit Tum'ah to its own type, to its own kind, so, then certainly, if it derived the tum'ah from a cli, it's not going to be able to der- send tum'ah to its own kind. Why, why do you have to make two times? So it says, Sometimes the Torah will say something, even though you could have figured it out from a Kalvachomer. See, the Gemar will usually not use that answer unless it's exhausted all other possibilities, right? <laughs> uh, once in a while, it will say that. Like in the beginning talks, says, says that. There, yeah, there are a few places where it does that when it doesn't have any other, in other words, it cannot offer any other uh, answer. I would always like to say that there's a reason for every pasuk, but sometimes it will tell you that no, the Torah sometimes just uh, uh, will, will give you, uh, you know, will, will give you something that you could have derived from a or whatever I think the Rashi says, I'm not here, but I, I remember he says it somewhere, you know, just to make the Torah more complete and it, it, it will sometimes include things you could have derived from your own logic. But again, that's something that we would only fall on that answer when we don't have any other explanation because here it's clear that if you already know that something that has uh, a primary tumah cannot is, and is a rishon the tumah cannot transmit tumah to its own kind. So kal is something that derived the tumah and is only shenil. The tumah isn't going to be able to, to uh, transmit that tumah to its own kind. That should be clear. Now, what the gemara is going to do now is earlier it said that Rabbi Akiva and, and that that Rabbi Yossi was saying his position in the name of Rabbi Akiva, but he himself doesn't agree with Rabbi Akiva. The gemara is going to say, and it's going to explain why that Rabbi Yossi doesn't agree with Rabbi Akiva, especially on Rabbi Akiva's position that uh, that chulin can have a shlishi to i ah, not going to agree with that. And uh, and we're going to see that Rabbi Akiva also doesn't agree with an aspect of uh, Rabbi Yossi's position as well in terms of the way that he derives certain halachot because that would have left Re- Rabbi Akiva with conclusions that uh, that he wouldn't accept. But this that carries us all the way to through the next daf. So rather than stop in the middle of the uh, line of argument, we're going to Hashem, start from here tomorrow.